This message is brought to you by Living Faith Church. You can find us on the web at livingbyfaith.com. Pastor Kathy is on vacay this week. So um, our panel, which was the four of us that were here before, we're going to um, continue our discussion um, and do it again tonight. So we will get started. We have lots to say tonight. I know that they do. Um, So Pastor Gavin and Pastor Kathy have been talking about faith and, um, you know, walking in faith. And we kind of talked when we were up here the last couple of times about the incorruptible seed. And I just wanted to kick it off and just share some things that um, between Pastor Kathy's message last week and then Pastor Gavin's on Sunday, just kind of some of the things that went off on the inside of me with regard um, to faith and um, different things. And then, so I'll just kind of kick it off and then you guys can add to and we'll go from there like we did before. Um, one of the things, let me get to my other page. Um, one of the things that I think Pastor Gavin was talking about this, but Pastor Kathy did too. Um, she talked about know who you are, know what you have, and know how to use it. And um, she said, one of them said, I probably got them all mixed up in here together. But anyway, one of them said, um, you don't have to try to have faith because the seed of faith has been planted in each one of us. The, the ability to believe God and trust God has already been in us. He's given it to us and it grows as we grow with him. And Pastor Kathy made this statement in her message last week. She said, he gives you the power to believe you don't have to make yourself believe. Uh-huh. And it was so powerful when it went off. And I, I was thinking about, um, because we have things emanating at us all the time, and all we have to do is immerse ourselves in his truth, and we'll believe it. And I immediately was thinking about a friend of mine who um, retired from the government, but in the late 80s, she was working for, um, in one of the departments of the government, and she was sent to the Soviet Union. And um, she said, "In this, this is before um, the communism and everything kind of fell." Um, she said, "The whole time in their hotel room, there was an intercom, and it was emanating messages nonstop, and it was basically propaganda to get you to believe what they wanted you to believe." And she said, "It went constantly." And I was thinking about that, and I was like, you know, that is, you know, if you listen to something long enough, you believe it. I mean, you you really do, because we're built that way. And I was thinking about, you know, the different things um, with media today and how there's so much coming at us, and it's all built to get us to believe something. But then I was thinking about the glory of all of this, because we literally have... an ability like never before to immerse ourselves in God. I can turn on a podcast on my phone anytime I want to. I can put on YouTube anytime I want to. Now, it's not only the TV anymore. We literally walk around with devices in our hands that we can constantly immerse ourselves in God. And I was like, wow, you know, that's you can kind of look at it negative and then you can look at a positive line. I'm like, this is an incredible, we've never ever lived in a time like this before where we can constantly feed ourselves 
God constantly. And, and so, um, whatever we listen to long enough is what we'll believe. Whatever we listen to. So it's, it's that simple actually, because it's already in us to believe something. Um, with that, I'll say, does anybody have anything you want to share? I feel like really. Or something. Jackie didn't organize. <laughs> I was going to say, I feel yeah, like. You know, far I always believed that every human was born with what we used to say is a God-sized God hole on the inside of them to where they wanted it, they wanted to, to, to have it, and they just wanted to reach out to him. And sometimes different people go in uh, different directions. And then I, I was thinking as we've kind of been texting and all that through, through the day, probably about six years ago, um, a friend of mine about my age, her uh, dad was in Maryland and basically was dying. Thank you, Alex. Can you fix it? Good job. We've been watching it for a while. Feels okay. I didn't. I didn't set them out. Usually, this colored chair goes to that side. So, so um, it's all good. So, so basically, her her dad was in Maryland and he was dying, and he hadn't accepted Jesus. And they've been praying for him and standing on their head and doing all whatever they could. So she was like, "Jr., will you come talk to him?" I'm like, I've never met the guy. I don't. I'm like, sure, yes, why not? So, so I go over, go in the house, he's in a hospital bed, can kind of talk, not really, so I get his hand and I look around and he likes a football team that I kind of like, so I kind of just tried to connect with him a little bit. So then we went on and, and I just started sharing the gospel with him and just, you know, and then I just kind of said, would you like to ask Jesus into your heart? And we were, yes, you know, I said, squeeze my hand, back to that again. He squeezed my hand and <laughs> it's just crazy. So then all of a sudden the daughter appears back and grabs his other hand. And I just prayed a nice, simple prayer, and I seen his lips moving, and, and I, I truly believe he, he prayed the prayer. And when I say people have a, a desire to know God and want to be with God, you know he passed away that night? Mm. You know what I mean? It's just like, it's just like when, you, when you have some, a desire on the inside of you, and you have people praying for you, believing for you to be healed, believing for you to be saved— there's just that that desire in there that that needs to be fed. It, it it needs something, and then once he received that peace, he just easily just. I'm sad to see him go. I love to see him jump out of the bed. That'd have been amazing when I prayed for him. Like, woo! But but that's not for me. I, I I tried to do what I believe God directed me to do. But what I'm saying is, I truly believe that the ability to have faith and to believe in God and to believe what God says about us is in us if we just feed it. Yeah, it's good. Along those lines, uh, I believe what you put on the inside is what's going to come out. And what Heather was talking about earlier about feeding your, yourself, uh, I wrote down here, what you feed yourself grows and what you starve dies. There you go. And also what you hear you become. So the more words you get in you, then the word is going to come out of you. So it all depends on what you're feeding yourself. Just continue to feed yourself on the word. Be around other believers, people of like-minded faith. Because once you surround your people with like-minded faith, then that's going to rub off. You're going to iron sharpens iron. 
And so what you feed yourself, that it'll grow. Mm-hmm. That's good. Amen. I'm going to go again. All right. I've been meaning to do this, and I keep forgetting. I keep forgetting. I keep telling Kathy to remind me, so she must be praying in Carolina. <laughs> JR, you remember. It's funny. Mike will know. Debbie will know. Grace knows. We talked about that in chats tonight, about what you put you on the inside of you. So if you like what we talk about here or what is said here, come to chats. It's usually me and at least Grace, me and Grace, Rafa, Sometimes Pastor Abel, sometimes Kristen, and then other people in here. It's not a closed group, but if you would like to discuss some of the things that, that, that we're talking about here or even something else, come to chat. It's at 6 o'clock. Not everybody makes it at 6 o'clock, but some of us do because we work here. <laughs> but they can come in any time. But you can come in any time. But, but, but to me, it's just about... You know, like like that. There's a connection there. You sit there and you talk, and you're able to share, and you're able to to listen. So so I encourage you come to chats. It's very it's kind of like this. It's just very comfortable. We kind of come up with a topic. Sometimes we stay on the topic, and sometimes we don't. But but God always shows up. That's the part that always counts. God's always God always shows up. So I'm making a plug for chats. Did you have anything you want to share, Gracie? Uh, I'm listening. I'm thinking. Do you have a microphone? Yes. I'm oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't see it. I was like, how'd you get out of a microphone? I'm just, I'm just so still wrapped up with the worship just we had. It was just, yeah. Yeah. I just, thank you, Asia and yes, Ashley. And I think it probably this will, okay, this will make sense, but like Kevin was saying, what you feed, even in the worship setting, it doesn't have to be when you are here just like somebody teaching, but even in the worship, you're being fed. Mm-hmm. And, and the amazing thing is that when you are entrained in, in an arena where like your senses are being fed in really recognizing what's happening in the spirit realm is like when even Asia is you know, leading us in worship and when Asia is singing, it's like, you know, so you feel the, uh, the, that the atmosphere of heaven is right here and the angelic beings are here and it's almost like we harmonize, we just release our adoration, worship, and what God has already put it in us was just just reverberating out of us, and there's like agreement in, in heavenlies, and it's like I kept just releasing God, this is amazing, this is real time, this is real, this is what's happening, and okay, enough said, but... Just. No, I'm glad that you said that because um, it, was, it was so good, and the, what I want to add is the instruments. Danny Pro's guitar, oh my word, there was like, I don't know where he, he is. Oh, there he is. There was so much coming out of your guitar. And and I love, I, I love worship and I'm a words person. I love words to songs because they take me somewhere. And then I love when we get to the place where we're just like, you know, we're in a place of worship and stuff. And I love the instruments. I mean the the keys and the and the guitar together. Oh my word! There was emanating a message from God mm-hmm. out, and if yeah. you just like relax and listen to it, you'll right. get exactly what He wants to emanate it's into you. Yeah. And it's like just a different way. Um, sometimes that we 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 don't have to. There are words coming out musically, exactly. <laughs> you know, through the notes. Mm-hmm. But he's definitely speaking. Mm-hmm. And I just, I wanted to say that to you guys, too. The instruments, your voices are beautiful, and I love it. And then when the instruments go, I love it just as much. Because it's, it's just all yeah. fantastic. 
So yeah, it's really that prime time for you to just release your heart. When Ashley is saying about the freedom and yeah. and when Asia is saying about the freedom, it's it's like what does that mean for you? Mm-hmm. You know, and um, that release of sound in that's like emanating out of you is actually you are just coming in agreement the power of blood inside of you. And even when we're singing that. I know we all are familiar with that song, but when you were singing it, and like, can you really hear it? Like the message, like it's like the podcast of heaven. Mm. And then you are just like, <laughs> I mean, it is because, you know, you're, you're enwrapping that. And, and then that very thing that when, what was the, the, the lyric that's just saying, um, the... I just keep seeing this, the, the fire and, and the, the mercy seat. Where is the mercy seat? I mean, where do you, do you ever like think, okay, I know it's not like somewhere like abstract place and it's, it's right here in your heart, yeah. you know, and, and right there, and you are coming in agreement with that, what the power of blood is all about, covenant. We use the word covenant. I mean, it's, well, you know, it's not a common word unless you are in church people, like covenant, but what is the blood covenant is right now, right here? Like you just said, you know, like this is what we have. This is, you know, who you are and your position and your position and, and your power and potency within Christ, you know? So. <laughs> She's looking at you like. <laughs> I'll go again. I'm going to go off what you said because all I did was do a commercial. So I want to go back to what you said. <laughs> you know. Um, we talk about feeding on the word. We talk about uh, getting the word on the inside of you. But don't get caught up in that it's just reading the Bible. You know what I mean? What we just experienced for the last hour is feeding on yes. God and getting God on the inside of you mm-hmm. and putting aside the things that are distracting you. You know, it's just putting all that aside and then feed the things of God here. So the things that are of the evil one that are trying to infect your your mm-hmm. thinking, this this is when you starve them. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You come in here and you make the That's presence good. of God so big on the inside of you that it, like it says in what Gavin said, it resurrects the faith on the inside mm-hmm. of you. And when right. you resurrect that faith and you bring that faith up, it just conquers everything that's there, but you have to feed it. Yeah. And praise and worship is feeding it. Exactly. That's what yeah. you're eating on. Mm-hmm. And then you're killing the enemy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Amen. That's good. That's yeah, true. that's good. That's true. That's good. Did you have something yeah. you want to share? I'm going to go back to what you talked about earlier, the three points. You said mm-hmm. uh, know who you are, know what you have, and know how to use it. Mm-hmm. The starting place for everything is knowing who God is. And once you know who he is, then you're able to know who you are. You're able to find freedom. Right. And then the second thing, to know, who, know what you have, once you know what you have, you're able to discover your purpose. Mm-hmm. And then the third thing you mentioned was know how to use it. And once you know how to use it, you're able to make a difference. Mm. So you find find freedom, you discover your purpose, and then you make a difference. Right. I think once you know who God is, first you have to identify that, who he is to you. Mm. Once you determine that, then these other things will fall into place. That's good. That's real good. I'm going to um, go off that in the resurrection, and I'm going to... Whoa, I forgot my glasses. Um, I'm going to read... 
this one scripture because um, one that Pastor Kathy mentioned last week, and I and I I love thinking about the resurrection and just what it really, really is and means and stuff. So, um, one of the questions she said just in in uh, what she was sharing last week is, "What will the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus and the power of His resurrection do for you?" Mm-hmm. And Philippians 3.10 in the Amplified says this, For my determined purpose is that I may know him, that I may progressively become more deeply and intimately acquainted with him, perceiving and recognizing and understanding the wonders of his person more strongly and more clearly, and that I may in that same way come to know the power outflowing from his resurrection and that I may so share in his sufferings as to be continually transformed in the spirit of his likeness, even unto his death. I just, I love this version because Paul was like, my only thing in life is to know him. That's it. I mean, in in one of the scriptures, he said everything else he knew was like dong. It was like (laughs) poo-poo. It was like equal, because compared to knowing God. And um, his determined purpose, and I, I was thinking about that, and I was like, if I made my determined purpose in anything, I started thinking about different things. Like if that was my one determined purpose and I was just thinking whatever, different things. And then I went, my one determined purpose to know God. Determined, that's a powerful word. It's not just I want to know God throughout my life. I am determined. That means that you're pushing things aside, that you're you're um, choosing him over other things. You're choosing one thing when you could be doing another thing, not that it's bad or wrong or anything. It's just that you're choosing. And, and I was like, that is such a powerful, powerful ideal that, that it would be your one determined purpose. And, um, and then when he said that, and in the same way, come to know the power outflowing from his resurrection. So he was determined to know, really, God, what the power. I mean, we've all been to funerals. We've all seen people laying there dead, dead, no doornail. I mean, done. No life, nothing. Filled with formaldehyde, they are done. Their, their spirits in heaven, done. And to think that God zaps a finger and bam, life comes back as if nothing happened. And and I was like, all he has to do is say the word rise. Or then I thought, well, no, all he has to do is even the syllable, er. (laughs) Er. (laughs) And it's like, bam, it's like they're back. And it's, and it's like life. And and I was like, you know, the, the power of resurrection is one of the things I love to ponder. The fact that Jesus was dead three days and the, the you know, the breath of God just comes in and resurrects him. And everything that that means to us 
And the resurrection, you know, God can resurrect your finances. Mm -hmm. You can be in the worst shambles and mess you've ever had. And all he has to do is breathe breath of life to you, show you the way and resurrect things. Mm -hmm. He can resurrect your health. He can resurrect relationships. He can resurrect anything at all. That's right. And that is... Remember when I was when I was a kid on Saturday mornings, they used to do the cartoons. They go, and that's one to grow on. <laughs> do you remember that? <laughs> Thank you. And that's they give you these little life pointers, and they go, and that's one to grow on, and and that's one to grow. I mean, that's one you can sit and ponder for a while and go, man. I mean, really, what does it mean to me? The power of his resurrection. What do you have floating around, no, Gracie? <laughs> because when you said like a pondering, I think that's like that's the key word. You need to ponder. You know, I mean, because you talked about like resurrection, um, the power, and and Pastor Babe used to describe it. So Jesus went to hell and really bankrupt hell. It's like there's mm-hmm. nothing that the hell can hold on to him. So when when he just resurrected, it's just like that. <laughs> that breath, and I mean, the stone the rolled away, and and then he walked. At, and then, okay, I always used to think about. I know it's his resurrection power. He was his resurrection power was so powerful. He even resurrected the people, the Old Testament saints. And I remember like people like describing, well, how they recognize it was like you know Isaiah or someone else, and whoever is. And then, and then what happened to them? Of course, when he went up ascended he probably all did that but the power of resurrection is is like that is also like working in that that pondering Mm -hmm. when you give your thought to god it's like what we talked about like how to feed with the word and and in the middle of everything that goes on especially like last year where we what we went through and what have you pondered Mm. because there's like really that cultivation and the life that comes out in that the pondering. Mm. And because I personally, I had to ponder a lot in a lot of ways and a lot of things because everything has become new, literally, right. <laughs> naturally in, in a lot of things. And I got, it's like, you just, if there was like a panic button, you want to like, a, bam, push it. And it's like, okay, what happened next? Mm-hmm. But in the middle of it, the Christ, the anointed one, and his anointing that breaks it every, well, destroys every. Sometimes yeah. in the pondering process, you just like you just have to sit and let God sort things out. Yeah. And sometimes certain things have to be blown apart. Mm. Mm. You know, and when whether it's emotional or mental, even everything that goes into it. But I think when you really like be patient and to sit in the presence of God and let it's not like you're pondering yourself. It's like let Holy Spirit ponder with you. Mm-hmm with the issue what you have. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what we talked about in the, in the chest too, you know? I mean, it's okay to just pour out your... Um, it's okay. God can accept your, like, whining. I mean, I whined a lot. But he can take it. You know, it's not sin, is it? No? No? I mean... <laughs> if you have, like, a negative thoughts, then I just have to act on the negative thought, it may become sin, but... You know, sin is just simply that separation from God. Right, I, right. It's your whining separating you from God. Right, because mm-hmm. my determined purpose is I may whine, but I don't want to be separated from God. Right. <laughs> right. 
help me, you know, to process my thoughts, <laughs> literally. And then that's when the world comes alive. And, um, and, and then what you said about that, that really changed the perspective. You changed the perspective. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you know, and then you see things from God's point of view. Uh, and then, like, okay, this is really personal. I know it's TMI, but for me, for what, ha- what happened to me personally in my personal life for the past three years, and, and then now, you know, I'm looking back like, I don't even know how I, how I gone through it. And then instead of focusing on, you know, negative what might not have been the way I wanted the outcome to be, but then again, uh, you start appreciating, you start you know, thanking God about all the goodness of God. And going back to what Pastor Gavin was talking about, the faith and his faithfulness, faithfulness and his character, you know, how he really takes care of you, even in the middle of uh, the worst, horrible places you don't want to be in, but then God is there. Mm -hmm. And then I could never forget, I was like, when a few weeks back when Pastor Gavin was reading um, does Psalm 23, and in that he was pointing out the Jehovah, the names of Jehovah, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah, you know, um, the righteousness, Jehovah um, Shalom, and all the things that his name and character and his his fullness, his faithfulness that's just comes coming alive, and and I got caught up in it. And I'm thinking like, yeah. That is also my testimony, how God took care of me, you know, personally. And then it's like the, your perspective changes because when God is so faithful to you in that manner that he will do it again and again and again. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so. Um, and another thing that I realized that we used to always sometimes say, or, oh, you know, fear, don't get into the fear because fear is not just like some thing or abstract mindset but fear is a spirit fear is a, a person but if you look at the over the other side faith is person isn't it mm. right. jesus like the fully resurrected life person so anyway i think i'm done mm-hmm. that's what i have <laughs> i think for me um <clears throat> just like you was talking about paul um my prayer is every day is lord help me become more like you and once I become more like you, once I continue to grow in you, once I continue to become more like you, then I'm able to yeah. watch my words. I'm able to guard my heart. I'm able to um, be a steward of the word, be a doer of the word. And that's just been my thing as far as just becoming more like him in just in every aspect of my life. So on a, on a practical because I, when you said this, I thought this. So, how how do you, when you say I can guard my heart, how practically speaking, mm-hmm. what does that look like on a in like in a on a daily basis when something comes up at work or whatever? So, guarding my heart as far as like uh, is there if there's a conflict or an issue, then instead of reacting, mm-hmm. getting in the flesh, having the flesh flare up, I will remove myself from that situation and. Uh, then maybe later go back and then re-engage. But then I'll have a, a different perspective. Mm. I won't have a, a flesh flare up and mm-hmm. say something that I might not want to say. I like that, a flesh flare up. Right. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. All right. But 
yeah, that, that's, that's how I, I got my heart. Just remove myself from the situation. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's good. That's good. Anyone else? I want to run somewhere a little bit different. I'm going back to your scripture. Oh, yeah, go for it. That I may know him and the power of his resurrection. The power of his resurrection. When you get water baptized, you go into the waters Mm -hmm. of death like Jesus went into the tomb. And then you are raised to newness of life like Jesus was raised from the dead out of the tomb. To me, that's the practical side of this thing. When you see yourself as dying with him in the tomb and raising yourself up to the power of the resurrection of the new life. You know, it's all about the new life and who we are. And it's all about leaving the old things behind in the water or in the tomb. You know what I mean? That, that, that's the, the power of his resurrection gave us salvation. Salvation does what? It washes away sins. That's what salvation does. Salvation heals us. Salvation provides for us. So the ticket is, I told, I told the story there in the thing. I thought Grace had heard my story. Late, mom, looks out the, mom looks out the window, sees her kids playing by the woodpile. And they're playing with skunks. Mom raises the window and says, run! What do the kids do? Pick up the skunks and run. <laughs> That's what we do sometimes. You know what I mean? When we go under the water of baptism, instead of truly understanding the resurrection power of being clean and being made whole, we bring it back up with us and we carry the stinky skunks around with us. You know? We got to learn to let things be and run to him and let what's holding us back, let that stench that is just like death hold us back. Don't be caught in the grave. Don't be caught in the tomb. Don't be caught in the waters of baptism. Be risen up like he was through the resurrection power that he had and be clean and be new and let the faith work through you. Well, I think that's the biggest problem as far as I'll just speak for myself is that it's hard for us to forget. We want to hold on to that. We don't want to let go and let God. We want to grab hold of that and keep running with that instead of dropping it at his feet and then moving forward. But once we drop it at his feet, then we we have to let it go. But a lot of times we want to continue to to pray about something, and then we want to continue to put our hand in the cooking jar. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's almost like, hey, we're not fully trusting God. Mm-hmm. Right. So we have to release control and allow him to take control. Right. Yeah, that's good. That's good. I like, um, I did not know until I heard Pastor Barry teach it, that actually in water baptism, it's leaving everything. It signifies leaving everything right. behind and rising up to new life. I just always heard, well, you do it because that's what Jesus did. Right. So you do it to imitate him and, and to just, that's what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And yes. it wasn't until I heard him t- teach about that. And right. I was like, whoa, mm-hmm. why hasn't anyone told me this before? Because it literally, I mean, there's a, there's, there's a lot in what things... Um, symbolize. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot because it's just, it's, it's a, it's a gesture of what you believe and it's a whole different thing when you understand what you're doing, (laughs) you know what it means. And, and so, um, it was just really powerful. And the fact that we just leave 
everything behind. And then that's when we walk in faith right. and trust in him that we don't go back and pick up all that stuff. Right. So Hold on. I got to tell you one baptism okay. story. <laughs> I was baptism, baptizing one person once, and she said to me, Hold me down for a while because I got a lot to let go. <laughs> it's funny, but hey, she That's, wanted to make yeah. sure she let go of it all. Mm-hmm. I'm like, dang, you know what I mean? Dang. And, and then the deal of when you get, you know, water baptism is just amazing because of what pastor has taught us and what we learned over, over the years. Because I was one of the ones, I did it when I was 12 because mommy told me to. You know what I mean? And then I'm watching Pastor Barry and helping him. And I'm like, I've never experienced this before. He goes, you're probably right. So next time I was in, and then a few years later, I was actually doing them. But truly, when you get in that water, you sense the power of God. You really, truly sense the power of God when you're baptizing. It's not just about getting people wet. It's truly about newness of life and and leaving the old things there. You can actually feel his presence there. And then even I, usually when I close the thing, I talk about the dirty water we're all leaving. You know, they were all walking out of this dirty water and shaking it off and drying it off because we're not taking it with us. We're leaving it there in the tomb. Sorry, but thank you. Oh, no. Um, when Heather was talking about symbolism, even Corinthians talk about the, um, the Israel coming out of Egypt mm-hmm. and crossing the, um, the Red Sea. That is the, uh, the, the very the same thing of the, uh, the baptism in the water mm-hmm. that... Remember the uh, when they turned, and then the, or the Egyptians, the soldiers were just buried in that water. This, that's that anything that has association with the other, your old life, the simple life has been completely just uh, do away with. That's the, the the very thing and symbolism picture of it. And so, um, well, personally, I remember that I as a as a little girl, um, I, got, I was like sprinkled. Yeah, and then and when I really realized that what it means to be really baptized in the, in the water baptism, that's, so I was back in, you know, Korea, and, and I was in high school, and this pastor was teaching this powerful message about the water baptism, and, and you know, as a whole, our family just had, like, fresh baptism in the water, and I don't think we were ever the same again because there was the power in that, mm-hmm. you know, the, the identification, the identifying what Jesus has done. So mm-hmm. as a new creature in Christ Jesus, yeah. 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 I got baptized when I, I think I was 10 years old. And uh, <clears throat> I recently got baptized again uh, probably about five years ago. When I was 10 years old, I was doing it not really necessarily knowing uh, a whole lot about the baptism, but as I got older and I learned more about the word and the, the importance of being baptized, uh, I had a new foundation. So I got baptized again uh, five years ago just because I had that perspective mm-hmm. of why I was being baptized. Mm-hmm. I did the same thing once I discovered what it was. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, wow, yeah, this yeah. makes all the difference in the world. Yeah. 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 It does. So you need to do it again. <laughs> as soon as we're allowed, we'll do one. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, well, so we're, we're kind of all over the place here tonight, but it's good. It's like we're on to baptism and everything. Um, resurrection. When you have me sitting here, if you're going to talk about resurrection, you're going to talk about baptism. Well, <laughs> absolutely. No, it, it is. It is It is the resurrection. So, <laughs> Okay, two, two baptisms are three different types of baptisms. What? I was thinking about that. 
Pastor Barry's three different baptisms teaching. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I'd like, okay, so when Pastor Kathy was talking last week, she said um, resurrection in the Greek is anastasis. Um, and it means to stand up after something takes you down. But she made this statement, and I thought that was so powerful. I don't even know if she knows that she made it. She said, you come back to yourself and stand up. And for some reason, that just went off. You come back to yourself and you stand up. I'm like, wow, there's power in that. Because I remember hearing somebody, they they, um, knew somebody that had gone gone astray or got away from God or whatever and was just, you know, in in living life the way they were living it. And somebody said, don't worry, they'll come back to themselves. And I was like, that's such an interesting way to put it. But it's it's so powerful because it's like we went said at the beginning that the seed is in us from the very beginning. God put it in us to know him right. and to 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 for truth to witness to our spirits. So it doesn't matter really where people are. That's how we get born again, because we right. don't know him. And then all of a sudden we hear truth and it witnesses to us and we go, we need Jesus. And right. all of a sudden we know Jesus. So um, I just thought that was really powerful. You come back to yourself and you stand up and, you know, that's how many, it, it's like we can have continual resurrections uh-huh. every single day. Because when anything tries to knock us down, but we determine we're going to stand back up and we're going to move forward, that's, a, that's taking that power of resurrection and saying, I'm living it. It's like I'm not using resurrection. I'm living resurrection. I'm living the resurrected lifestyle. I don't know. That just went off. Yeah, Anybody I, have anything I like that. Yeah. Living. I, yeah. living. I-N-G. Thank you. <laughs> What'd you say? <laughs> present, present, present continuous, ING, living. Yeah. yeah. It's right. like breathing, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Breathe in, breathe out. Yeah. Yeah. But it is the yeah. resurrected lifestyle. The, re- the resurrection brought in the Zoe life. Life means Zoe, abundantly, present, ever continuous, ongoing. Uh-huh. And when you said um, that standing up, it's almost like you have... It's, when you say that came to senses, the the story of prodigal son, he came to his senses yeah. and came back to the father's presence. And what he thought he has lost, he gained all back with a new perspective. He probably came back as like, a, oh, I'm, I'm like a new child of God, child of father, and like that. But then at the same time, you know, like the, uh, the spirit, soul, and body, like the aligned the spirit, soul, and body. Mm-hmm. You know, like our spirit is already fully or perfect in righteousness. When earlier, when they were singing about holy, 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 I just immediately had that word holy, W H O L L Y. Your spirit, soul, and body is entirely holy and That's holy good. and holy. And it's like with the faith thing is that it's not really my works because when you recognize that you are holy, fully resurrected in Him, then the working it out, you know, and the scripture talks about work out your salvation with the fear and trembling. And we take it as such a 
kind of sometimes like, I don't know, meaning condemnation more. It's like, okay, it's just you work out your own salvation with a fear and trembling. What does that mean for me, you know? And, and because I'm complete in him. And, and my spirit man, there's, there's nothing, nothing lacking in it. It's like that, that between the spirit and soul, my soul, you know, how engaged, like pond, engaged in and pondering and really having that, um, the resurrected mindset. And that's good, the resurrected mindset. Yes, resurrected mindset. Because mm-hmm. I think it's almost like when the more you get to know God, it's like you wrote, I mean, for me, I realized that I, I run out of excuse to God. <laughs> It's like, but, uh-uh, but. <laughs> I mean, is this not me? I mean, seriously, yeah. I mean, even little things. Okay, let's say if, if I'm having an argument with someone, you know, like, uh-uh, no, 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 no. You know better than that. It's like you were saying that. You just remove yourself from situation. Right. And, well, okay, God redeems. Anything you do, you just, like, confess your sin and whatever, and God will redeem the situation. But before you get to that point, the eh-eh. Right. You know? Yeah, so I love myself to just run out of excuses because that happens when you just spend time in the Word of God and, and however God just releases to the things. And he's very practical mm-hmm. <laughs> in many ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, okay, know that thought. Don't do that. Don't say that. Mm-hmm. Or you need to go over and just uh, spend some time with them. I think... What's challenging for me right now is that, well, it's been already challenging. That's how you grow, I guess. But um, some things I don't want to do, it's like I'd rather be, (laughs) 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 I'd rather do things that really like make me happy. But if I do things like make me happy all the time, I'll never grow. (laughs) This is true. I mean, you know, even, okay, I love being in the chat, but. It's not like I would just just ran. I just would just run like, oh, I love chat. No, <laughs> <laughs> no. It, well, once you're there, it's fun. But sometimes I feel like, oh no, I had a long long day, and do I have to sit there? And I'd rather be in here with Alex and with all the older <laughs> worship team. And and I love to pray, so I just want to be in the presence of God and pray. And I'll be just happy as a clam. But then again. <laughs> <laughs> On the other hand, the ones that I don't like to do, <laughs> he's leading you to do. Yeah, I go in there. Once I'm there, I'm good. But <laughs> I'm just being very honest. <laughs> I do a commercial now. Grace tells you she doesn't want to be there. <laughs> yes, but I'm plugging it because sometimes you have to do the things you don't want to. I'm plugging it. <laughs> Okay, what I'm saying is, okay, I've said too much, okay. No, you were honest, and everybody can relate in some way, shape, or form to no, that. What I'm saying is that, like, okay, I'd rather be in a cave. What I mean, I like to be alone and do my study and do all that. But sometimes you cannot live alone in this world all by yourself. You know? This is true. You have to right. be with people. That's a very good point. That's a very good point. You have to be with people. Well, you can't know yourself by yourself. You can't know yourself by yourself. Exactly, I don't know why, Kevin. I don't know, during, during worship, I thought about like the, 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 the Easter egg came out in the wilderness. They're all like 
in the tents with their family. It's, it reminds us with like with COVID. COVID. <laughs> <laughs> We've all been in our tents with family. <laughs> I think a lot happened that because like they're right under the uh, the presence, the covering of God. They have to work out a lot of things together. <laughs> I don't know if that makes sense or not, but. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, please come to chat. It's really nice. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, okay, sorry. It's all about making choices. But <laughs> all right, here chat. I go. Grace, my turn. <laughs> oh, the, Lord the thing, Jesus. The thing true about, about Grace is when Grace comes in and sits down, Rafa and I always look at her like, all right, Grace, what do you have? Because we're not going to let the wealth of what's inside of her sit there and be in the cave. We are going to resurrect Grace out of her wanting to be alone so we can squeeze her and allow the abundance of what's on the inside of her to come out. So that's part of what Chats is too. We're not afraid to ask questions and draw out of you, which you think is uncomfortable, but... It's like most things. When you I open said, your mouth and I start enjoy. talking, what good comes out? You kind of did. You kind of did. It's good. I will never be up on the panel again. <laughs> Grace is getting herself kicked out of everything tonight. All right. Just kidding. She's I'm, I'm going to go again. I'm going to go again. With what you said about what Kathy said, you come back to yourself when you stand up. I'm going. I'm beating my same drum, not chats, the baptism drum. When the Father takes you down in water baptism, when you go down into the water in water baptism, when he brings you back up out of water baptism, what do you do? You stand up. And who are you? Like what Kathy said, you find yourself. Because all the stuff that had kept you from being yourself got washed off in the water. You know what I mean? It's a moving thing. It's a moving thing to be water baptized. And one thing I've learned, if you've been water baptized, some of us were sprinkled and and didn't know, but if you truly knew what it was, you can go back there in who you are. It's like, all right, I was water baptized. I was water baptized. I went down under the water. And there may have been something you didn't leave there because you didn't know it yet, but you have done it. It's symbolism. There's nothing clean in that water. I baptize people in the river. I baptize them in pools. It's just water troughs. There's nothing in the water. Water It's a symbol. Yeah, seriously. Like for a cattle water. It's crazy what they like come. Come baptize us. You know what I mean? It's important. You know, on a different, on a different note, it was a guy getting ready to go into the military. He, he was in the military. He was getting ready to be shipped overseas. He did not want to leave until he got water baptized. It meant that much to him. I, it was cold. It was not warm. We found a pool that was open. I got in that cold water with that boy, and we baptized him. He went and did what he was needed to do and came back safely. You know what I mean? But there was something in him where he needed to do it, and he knew he wanted to. I keep saying there's a desire on the inside of us to do what is right. Say yes to the desire to do. Live the resurrected life. Mm-hmm. Back on track now. <laughs> no, I think I think that's good. It's interesting because when you said um, it takes you, when you understand what you're doing, it takes you back to a place you can always go back to. Mm-hmm. And you can always remember, no, when, yes. when the things that try to come against us mm-hmm. try to take us down a road that has nothing to do with God anymore, right. then we can remember that's not who I am. And it's, it's so funny because I'm sitting here with, I have these little mantra bands. If you don't know what mantra band is, mantraband.com. 
It's <laughs> they have like <laughs> they have these little sayings. It's like motivational sayings, and I have one here. It says, "Remember who you are." And and I love that one because that's one of the points of that resurrected life is it takes you back to that place of remember who you are. When the enemy tries to come against you in any sort of way, no, remember who you are. Remember, this is not part of you anymore. And um, that's that's the power of symbolism. And that's the power of having um, a, a huge, a, a clear understanding of what is what is happening and what's going on. Um, anyway, yeah. Water baptism answers the three questions. Know who you are. I've been down under the water. Know what you have. I was water baptized. And know how to use it. Know how to keep yourself clean. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The answer to the three questions. Mm-hmm. There, you, there, you, there you go. I feel like we should have, like, you may want to get baptized. I feel like I'm getting paid per person or something. Like that. <laughs> I would like to explain, like, what's the other two baptisms? <laughs> I know, I feel like we're leaving everybody hanging. No. Um, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I'll go back to what you was talking about, uh, Pastor Kathy's quote, um, <clears throat> how you come back to yourself. When you start talking about that, I think about um, the scripture where it says to train up a child in the way that he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. Growing up, I was raised in church. But growing up, you know, um, I wanted the the lust of the world. And so I started experimenting out there in the world. But I always remembered the seed that was planted in me that my parents kept me in the church. Mm -hmm. And so that seed, that was something in me that was planted that I had to go back home. Mm-hmm. And so going back home, then, I, then that's where I got the, you know, revelation. That's when I started to build that relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But as good. you was talking about that, I thought about this scripture, train up a child in the way that he should go. Yeah. When he's old, he will not depart from it. Yeah. That seed is in you. That's good. That's yeah. good. Um. I know we normally don't do this, but I keep having it run through me. If anybody, does anybody have a question? Because I just keep having that run through me. And if nobody does, then that's totally fine. But I, I, we don't normally do that, but we can do it. We can do whatever we want to do, you know, however we want to. So, well, no, I mean, no, I mean, we can. So if, if you have a question that you'd like us to answer, Anyone? Anyone? Okay. All right. Does anybody else have anything you want to share? I'm looking at my notes, and I think... Huh? I got a question for Pastor JR. Perfect. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) Throw him off. Do something different. I am. I am. Um, What has been one of the most important things you've learned in life? What is one of the most important things I have learned in life? That's a good question. That's a big question. I've been alive for a long time. (laughs) The value of being a son. Mm. I, I would have to say that was it. Okay. Because the value of being a son helped me the va- helped me to understand the value of being a father. So, so to me, understanding what it meant to be a son and to understand the benefits of being under a father 
just made it, made it work. It made the Bible become alive. And then becoming a father, because I was a good son, then becoming a father, I knew how to be a father because I had been a son, so I knew how to pass that, that down. So I guess to me the first thing was to be a son and learning that and understanding that. One thing I've been meditating on in Scripture is, if you love me, obey my commandments. And as I'm reading the scriptures, as I'm going through them, you know, I'm always looking, how does this, how does this apply to me? How does this apply to my home? How does this apply to me being a father? How does this apply to me being a good husband? How does this apply to me being a good coworker? I'm always trying to be better. Like I said, I'm, my thing is, how do I become more like him? And that's my goal. I want to become more like him because the more I become like him, then the less is going to be of me. He must increase, but I must decrease. I want to decrease every day to become more like him. And so that's my constant prayer, just become more like him. Mm, that's good. What would you say one of the most important things you've learned in life? Uh, hmm. One of the most important things I think I've learned in life is just um, just being a doer of mm. the word, mm. you know, not uh how can I say this? Um I guess my actions, letting my actions speak vice, you know, my words, you know, because you can say anything, but it's your actions what carries the weight. Mm. And I would say just letting my actions do the talking for me. Mm. That's good. Yeah. That's good. I mean, I, as soon as I asked him, I was like, uh-oh, this is going to come full circle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the family. Gosh, that's a big question. One of the most important things that you learn in life. Wow. There's a lot. I don't I don't I have, wow. Um. I I guess um, when I look at the whole perspective of life, it's just really um, the importance of being grounded. Um, You know, I look at that in now that I'm where I'm at in life and I look back to where I started as a a kid, as a believer, as a kid, and I, I so value the grounding that I had. I so value how the Holy Spirit led me personally. I so value the times when my parents dragged me to church kicking and screaming and I'd rather be out playing soccer and I'd get mad, you know, because I don't want to go to church on a Sunday night and on a Wednesday night and all that kind of stuff. But I so value that now um, because it, it so grounded me. And gave me such a foundation. And I even think about the church here at Living Faith and, you know, the foundation that Pastor Barry and Joan laid at years and years and years. And we're only where we're at, sitting here right now at this moment because of all of that. And their, their personal faith that opened the doors for Living Faith to even exist. And, you know, the miracles that happened and the fact that we bought this building from Warrington, we bought this building and half the people left the congregation when we moved to Manassas and there was no, there was no feasible way to get the money to buy the building and yet we did it. 
And there's so many miracles along the way, just with living faith all over the years. And it, it's just that foundation and that grounding that had been laid in Pastor Barry and Joan to start this church so that we could sit here today because that foundation is that's sitting underneath us. And um, I, I just, yeah, I just, um, I, th- I think that's one of the most important things that I can say I've learned in life is foundations and always understanding um, understanding the roots of things, you know. If you don't understand why something exists, then you don't, you'll abuse it. Yeah, and, and there's a lot of things in the world today that people don't really understand the roots of what's in the structure of what's in place. And so there's a lot of abuse taking place. And um, it, it's just, yeah, that's what I would say. Is this the question? <laughs> well, next week, come to the chat. Then I'll answer the question. <laughs> oh, I'm reading myself. <laughs> well, um, probably the same answer, just... You know, <laughs> um, the lesson, the important lesson, I guess the, the simplest way it would be for me is God is good no matter what. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Period. Yeah. Amen. God is good. All the time. All the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, what can I say? I'm here. I'm sitting up here <laughs> alive. Yeah. yeah. And blood covenant. Yeah. Then I'm blood born. And just like you know, you know, but like Pastor Barry, his license plate, born to win. And that is actually what Christ has done, and that's the inheritance we carry through. And and um there are important people in my life that I met. But I think for me, the most revolutionary and extraordinary way that my life really turned and started experiencing how good God is, is coming to this house and being under Pastor Bear's teaching. Mm. That's where I discovered who I am. Mm-hmm. And I knew what my position would be and here right now and what I have in God. That's why... I run out of excuses. And then the power and potency of who I am is, is literally that, you know, that when Jesus said it is finished, and through all the baptisms, it is finished. And I just have to live out for the rest of my life. Because it didn't just end when I die, just walk out of this, this body. You know, this body just marks the time on this earth. But before the foundation of the world, and I was already ordained and created to be who I am yeah. in him. So God is good. Amen. And he gets all the glory. Amen. Yeah, Amen. it's good. You talk about born to win. I think about, um, <clears throat> I remember praying one day and the Holy Spirit told me that, uh, he said, stand victorious for you have already won. It's almost like that born to win. Mm-hmm. I mean, Christ, we talked about the resurrection. 
we've already won. He's already paid the price for us. We have healing. We have favor. We have whatever we need is in that name. I mean, we stand victorious. We, we, we've already won the race. Yeah. But we have to practice the good fight of faith. Yeah. We don't fight. We just we fight the good fight of faith. Mm-hmm. We just be in faith. Yeah. And your faith is only as strong as the test you survive. Yeah. So whatever test you go through, just remember that you are more than a conqueror. You've already mm-hmm. won. You've already mm-hmm. defeated it. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. That's good. I'm trying to think which way I want to go. Um, hmm? <laughs> I can change up. Um, you know, what Grace says is really true about realizing that God is good. Um, I mean, I remember the time in my life when I, when I traveled through some things, I finally realized God wasn't mad at me all the time. I mean, you know what I mean? I just always thought he was mad. I'd hit my finger or doing, building something. I'm like, oh, I guess he's mad at me again. I mean, it was just my total, my total thought life that God's mad at me. God's mad at me. God's mad at me. Then I think a lot through Pastor Barry and, and just through life and, and, and getting into the word, it's like, dang, he's not mad at me. He loves me and he likes me. And he likes spending time with me. He likes to hear me talk. He likes to hear me sing. He likes just hanging out. And he loves me. He's a guy. Hey, you know what I mean? But he's not mad at us. You know, that that's that's a great great revelation in, in knowing that. And you know, it is about the goodness, but it's also about the love. It is what it is, but it's also it is what it's not. The other thing I was going to talk about, the Born to Win license plate. <laughs> because of my job here, I got to drive Born to Win a couple of times. More than a couple, actually. Which was, tell them what it was, because not everybody knows. Yeah, what kind of car? The car. Look at the, ve- the kind of vehicle. Oh, he, the Corvette, yeah. yeah. I was thinking it was a Trans Am, but you had the Trans Am. Oh, uh, no, he did have he had a Trans Am. Yeah. Cor- I didn't drive the Corvette, but I did drive the Trans Am. It would run. Man, it would run. But there was something about getting in Pastor's Barry, Barry's car. You know what I mean? The little flag bandana hanging on the rear view, rear view mirror. And then just getting in it, you felt like you could win. It was just nuts. It even, it even came out in his car. You know what I mean? It was his car. He drove it. And when you got in it, it's like, here we go. You know what I mean? Here we go. You know, and it smelled like him too, of course. But, but it was just, it's just crazy the influence of people, the influence of just reading a license plate and knowing who the car belonged to. And getting into it, you know what I mean, and, and, and driving it. And, and after I drove it enough times, like I said, like Kathy said last week, he's not here to get me. So I even checked out what he listened to on the radio. I'm like, what do you listen to? You know what I mean? He had, he had two country stations. I'm like, yeah, I like you, buddy. I like you. But that was truly his heart. That was truly what he was. And when you were around him and you were in his car, you wanted to be that too. That's how much the influence was there. You know what I mean? And we all, we all have that ability to have that influence on others. Yeah. You know what I mean? What exudes out of us? You know what I mean? Are we exuding being born again? Are we exuding the goodness of God? Are we exuding that God loves you and doesn't hate you? You know what I mean? What are we, what are we giving? You know what I mean? What are we, what are we giving to everybody else that is, that is around us? We have an amazing thing on the inside of us. I'm pretty sure most of us here, not all of us here, have kind of, kind of answered that hole inside of us that said God. 
You know what I mean? We've answered that. We've asked Jesus in. Probably most of us are baptized in the Holy Spirit. We have a lot of amazing things on the inside of us. When we are squeezed, what are we giving? Are we giving board, born to win? Are we giving Jesus just what? You know what I mean? It's just, it's, it's, you gotta say something. You just gotta say something. You gotta make your mark. And, you know, I've often said, <laughs> when I walk by somebody, you know, when I'm out and about, I hardly ever think, do I need to talk to them? I usually say, what do you want to say to them? That's just where I go. I don't even doubt that he wants to say something. And I'll poke around and, and try because this is, did you hear what I'm saying? There's a God-sized hole in all of them. If I can say something, something to trigger that, to help that, to do that, I'm in. Because people have done it to me. It's crazy. You'll walk around and bump into the most silliest people, and they'll say something to you, and I'm like, oh, my God, you talk to me through them? You know what I mean? I'm like, cool. If you can talk to me through them, you can talk through me to them. But you got to just be willing to, as Pastor Barry said this, you got to be willing to give a damn. You know what I mean? Do you give a damn to talk to those that are around you? You know what I mean? Is all the faith and everything inside of you for me? Like a little Pac-Man, you're eating it for everything? You know what I mean? Is that what your faith is about? Or is it about spreading what you have? Is it about spreading the goodness of God? You know what I mean? we got to give. we got to give what we have. To me, if you're not giving away what you have, you really don't have it. You, you really don't. Because the Bible says give and it will be given back to you a whole lot more. And that's money's a part of that. But it's your life. How much of your life are you giving to him? How much of you are you giving to the people that are around you? You know what I mean? How much are you giving to them? And you blow it sometimes. Granny, we blow it. <laughs> One more story, then I'll stop my part. I remember the first time I yelled at my boys. I'm like, oh, my God. I don't yell too often, but I am a redhead. I was a redhead. And a redhead. <laughs> Anyway, we'll move on from that one. But I remember that. And man, I walked away. I'm like, man, I'm supposed to do everything right, be the hero, be Jesus, be the father, just be all these amazing things. And I'm just going in my head, and God's trying to talk to me, and I'm just like telling him why I shouldn't have done that and what happened and why didn't he help me and all of that. So finally I slowed down. He says, Jr. Go ask them to forgive you. I'm like, no, I'm perfect. I can't ask them to forgive me for something if I am. He said, Jr. What better way for me to teach them forgiveness than by you going up to them and asking forgiveness? Like, dang. So it's not about living the perfect life. It's about living the life that God has given you. You know what I mean? It's not about perfection. I don't walk on water very often. I've tried a couple of times, and I sinketh. You know what I mean? But I know who's on the inside of me, and I know he's bigger than, than I am. And I know he wants to speak through all of us. Amen. Say something. <laughs> I got something. Um, this past Saturday, uh, after I dropped my daughter off at gymnastics, I went to the store to get some, some treats for my dogs. And I like talking to people. I like engaging people. <clears throat> and this lady at the um, cash register, as I put myself on the conveyor belt, uh, I noticed her name badge. It was Tina. I said, hey, Tina, how you doing? How's your day going? She's like, oh, I'm doing good. You can tell she was kind of down. I was like, uh, and she said, how are you doing? And I began to tell her, I was like, I'm blessed. You know, God is faithful. And I just began to, stuff began to pour out of me. And she said, at, uh, <clears throat> she said, you were meant to come in here because what you said, I needed to hear that. Mm-hmm. And it goes back to what Pastor JR said. We have to open our mouth, you know, 
we, you never know what people are going through. They can look like they got it all together on the outside, mm-hmm. but in the inside, they're a wreck. So we have to open our mouth. We have to be that light. We have to be that lighthouse for people. And one thing I've learned, what I've written down here, faith starts by changing you, then it changes those around you. So once you get the faith in you, once you get the word in you, then you're able to make a difference in the world. What we talked about earlier, know how to use it. Once you know how to use it, then you're able to make a difference. That's good. That's good. Well, this has been an interesting um, evening. <laughs> Never know what it's going to be like when we're up here. <laughs> Can you praise out, Kevin? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Father, we just thank you, Lord, for just this opportunity just to come and just to receive your word and to share your word. Father, I just thank you for just everything that took place tonight. I thank you for the word that transpired from the platform. I thank you that your people had ears to hear. And Father, I thank you that we will not only hear the word, but we'll be a doer of the word and help us to take this word that we received tonight and go out to, to spread your love, to be a light to a dying world and help us to, to spread your, your, your gospel. Help us to be that impact. Help us to be the light in the workplace. Help us to be the light in the marketplace. Help us to be the light in our home. Help us to be a light in our communities. Wherever there's darkness, the Bible says that the light I mean, wherever we are light, the darkness flees. So, Father, I just thank you that we are light. We're called to be light. We are your witness. We are your ambassadors. Help us to walk in your steps. Help us to become more like you. And as we become more like you, then we're able to make a difference in your kingdom. And, Father, I just thank you as we go from here. I thank you for your mighty angels round about us protecting us as we go to and fro in the earth. I thank you that you're watching over us. And we bless you and we thank you for everything that took place tonight. And we thank you for watching over us the rest of this week, this month, and this year. Yeah. We're expecting great and mighty things in the name above every name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen.